At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. And welcome to The Edge right here on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans for the next hour. And, of course, I am not Jonathan Von Tobel. I know sometimes, Matt, we get confused in the street. You guys look a, a lot alike. There's, like a twins. Good, there's a good reason why he is not here and I am in today. Well, JVT's uh, wife, IVT, gave birth to their uh, second boy about, I don't know, let's say a little over a week ago. Awesome. So he deserves some time off, right? And, I- uh and I think he'll be back Sunday night. I think he'll be back Sunday night for the opening line show at Circa. But uh, JVT deserves a little time off. He is back on vcin.com today with his NBA market reports. So check that out. Very cool. Congratulations to the Von Tobles. That is just really good news. Okay, uh, later on this hour, we are going to have Brett McMurphy join us. We'll talk all things bowls with Brett. That'll be about 4.30 p.m. Eastern time right here on the edge. But, Matt, I do want to pick your brain a little bit about last night. And, of course, Monday Night Football, we saw the Cardinals go down 30-23. to 23. Obviously, if you had the Rams, maybe you had that COVID scare, and you thought, oh, no, i got to jump ship over to the Cardinals. Those tickets cashed, uh, certainly money line plays as well. And the over did hit late with a field goal by Arizona to get this over-the-posted total. I'm just curious what your takeaways were because Arizona clearly could have almost wrapped up the number one seed in the NFC, at least mm-hmm. won the West last night with that victory. Now it's kind of a scramble in the NFC and everything's back in play. Uh, I love division revenge spots, especially when I feel like the better team lost the first time around. I still think the Rams are the better team slightly. Uh, I'm not completely buying into the Cardinals, even though uh, Kyler Murray does impress me with his playmaking ability. Uh, 
here's what I thought about last night. Matt Stafford has not had many big wins in his career. That's one of the best performances he's ever had in a big game. And he, he basically was the difference last night. We got this uh, fact here from ESPN Stats and Info. First ever career win versus an opponent that entered the game Whoa. at least five games above 500. Matt Stafford was 0-17 entering Monday. That was the worst by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. So obviously a significant win for Stafford and the Rams last night. But what I took away from I thought it was a good spot for the Rams. That was the first bet I made last week. Rams plus three. And that uh, was my favorite play of the week. Even with the COVID issues yesterday, I just stuck with it, decided not to hedge it. Uh, I, I'm of the belief, anyway, that Jalen Ramsey's a little bit overrated mm. as a uh, corner. I heard Mike Pritchard say yesterday there are no more shutdown corners in the NFL because of the rules. Right. And uh, I agree with him in, in that sense. And uh, if you look at the box score, you'd say, well, our Arizona uh, offense – had the better of it, 447 yards at 356, but the two turnovers Killers. were key last night. And uh, by the way, the Cardinals 3-3 three and three now in the last six games, Dave, and a lot of that has to do with Kyler Murray being a little bit banged up, and you know you could see him limping around last night, and he has not been healthy really for the last month, month and a half. He hasn't, and I, and I worry here, Matt, going forward, if you have a Kyler Murray MVP play, that that might have gone by the wayside last night. Because, again, you just look at a primetime scenario, right? You get outplayed by Matthew Stafford, to your point. You saw what Aaron Rodgers did in the big spotlight on Sunday night coming back from that huge deficit against the Bears. And you see Tom Brady throwing career touchdown pass yeah. number 700 to end it against the Bills. Kind of like all these showcase scenarios. And Kyler kind of came up a little bit flat last, last night, at least mm-hmm. for from his own standards here. Do you think the, the MVP goes by the wayside there? Uh, that was only the second game this season that Kyler Murray did not have a touchdown running were passing. Uh, the first time was when the Cardinals lost at home to the Packers. Yeah, I think I think the window's almost closed on Kyler Murray to be MVP. And right now at DraftKings, Tom Brady is the odds-on favorite at minus 150. And I don't disagree. I, I think right now Brady's got to be the odds-on favorite. Dave, how do you handicap the race? How do you, who do you make two? Who do you make three? Who do you make four? Because Aaron Rodgers has played at a pretty high level despite you know missing a little bit of time and having a toe injury. I kind of feel like it's Brady one and Rodgers two. I'm right there with you, and it said it earlier on the Lombardi line. I really think it is a two-horse race at this stage, unless Patrick Mahomes does something down the stretch here. They run the table, go 13 and four. Remember, Patrick Mahomes just a couple weeks ago was 66 to one. Yeah, 66 it's to crazy, one, right? Isn't it? And you, it's so you know what a difference four weeks makes here for the Chiefs going forward. But I do think it's Brady one and it's Rodgers two. And I wonder what you think about this because. Depending on where you stand, I, I really don't care where you stand on, on political issues, but you do get the feeling <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers is going to get dinged, right? And they're going to say, oh, we can't vote for him because it sends the wrong message. If you look at the play, right, you can make the case he's been every good as bit as Brady this year. And yeah. if they get the one seed over Brady, I wonder if politics will play into what is a voted on award. You know, that's a good question. Let's take a break here and talk politics for a while. No, let's not. <laughs> Let's alienate <laughs> half of our watchers and viewers right now. No, exactly. Aaron Rodgers is immunized, Dave. He's not vaccinated. I'm immun- immunized. Uh, but, I, you know, Tom Brady still has put up a little bit better numbers. Yeah. I think, Rodgers, there are going to be some uh, some voters who probably do say, you know what, let's pass on Aaron Rodgers because of – First of all, why was he not suspended for violating COVID protocols? Right. Uh, I think there is going to be some backlash from that, and I agree with your assessment. Tom Brady just having an off-the-chart season for a 44-year-old quarterback. I mean, 
He, you can't honestly say you've seen any drop off in Brady from 34 to 44. It, it almost feels like the last season in New England. That's when everybody wants to say shot. That's when he looked the worst. Washed King, yeah, right? The yeah. final plays, a pick against Tennessee in the wild card game. Yeah. And, and then you look at what, what's happening. I don't know what he's drinking, what, the Fountain of Youth down there, it, it's Tampa, whatever it is. I'd like some of it because you, I, I think to your point, Matt. This is like uh, we're measuring a 44-year-old quarterback, but really we're just going head-to-head with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. who, who's the, the reigning MVP and right. is still playing at that same MVP level. And yet Brady, if not at least the equal to, is eclipsing what Rodgers is doing. Like It is astounding to me, and I don't know that we'll see another 44-year-old athlete in, in, a, in a sport like this do what we're seeing right now. Uh, you might not. I mean, obviously, he's setting the standard and raising the bar for aging athletes, that's for sure. But right now, Brady's got 36 TDs, 10 picks. Rodgers has 27 TDs, four interceptions. One of the great things about Rodgers year after year is he doesn't throw picks. He doesn't. And, um, but I, I think you're seeing right there on the screen the DraftKings MVP odds. And I, I tend to agree with that. Tom Brady has gone from minus 150 to minus 175 here in the past couple of days. Aaron Rodgers at 5-1. to one. Kyler. Murray, 12 to 1. Dak mm. Prescott, 14. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, 14. Stafford, 14. You might as well drop, drop uh, your guy, Dak Prescott, down to about 25 to 1. He's not going to get it. Matthew Stafford at 16. And Josh Allen at 20 to 1. I want to talk uh, with you about Dak Prescott okay. and the Cowboys a little bit on tomorrow's show. Sure. Uh, but. I think with a big game Thursday night, Patrick Mahomes could get right back in this race. I was you know, that's one, one of the problems with betting it, though. Look at the Buccaneers' schedule down the stretch. They play the Saints. Carolina uh, the twice. Panthers twice. And the Jets. Is that right? Yeah. I think the yeah, Jets yeah, are the other opponent. So Brady's probably going to put up big numbers and, uh, and win the MVP in these final four games. The Bucs are 10-3. and three. If they go 13-4, and 14-3 with his numbers, he's going to win it. I, I'm with you there. I do think there's still, like, some of those numbers to me are dead numbers. I think Kyler's a dead number now at 12-1 to 1 after what we saw last night. I think Matthew Stafford's a dead number, I believe, at 14-1 yeah. to 1 there. But I do think Mahomes is still alive. And yeah. the reason why at 14-1 to 1 he's alive and Stafford isn't is because of what we're talking about with the number one seed. If Brady... And or Rodgers gets the number one seed in the NFC, they're going to have strong cases to make for MVP. Mm-hmm. If Mahomes can run the table in the Chiefs going forward and get the number one seed in the AFC, then I think it becomes a three horse race and he can jockey back into position here if they can run the table. I'm not sure that they can. Obviously, Thursday night's game against the Chargers is a massive game to one, determine the West, and two, determine the seeding in the AFC. But I think Matt, they can, Dave. You Actually. think so? Yeah, Thursday's game is going to be big for Mahomes' MVP case, and the Chargers get the uh, the Chiefs get the number one seed by beating the Chargers. No question about it. But certainly they're going to be uh, significant favorites over the Steelers in KC. They should beat the Bengals and the Broncos on the road to finish the season, don't you think? I mean, I, the KCD has made the difference in the six-game winning streak. Kansas City's defense has allowed ten point eight points per game. Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah. I mean, you go back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots yesterday, or two thousand seven, when he was uh, the, the Giants' defense coordinator, and he kind of went away there for a while. You know, head coaching thing fizzled out, and then all of a sudden, he's resurrected his Chiefs' defense. To your point, they are keeping teams under ten points mm-hmm. in this winning streak here. Tough, tough task to do that against the Chargers on Thursday. But if they do, that really has been the difference. You're right; it hasn't been all Patrick Mahomes. Homes, mm-hmm. it really has been that defense. They're not going to. I don't think they keep the Chargers to below 14 points in that game. That 10.8 number over the six games is nice. Or I think it's 9.6 over the last five. Whatever you want to look at, mm. but 
Uh, Justin Herbert's got – he's hot right now. If he's got his weapons out there in terms of the wide receivers, I think that game could turn into a pretty entertaining shootout on Thursday night. A great game for a Thursday night. The 9-4 and four Chiefs at the 8-5 and five Chargers. Top two teams in the AFC West and the Chiefs chasing that top seed in the AFC. Hey, Dave, if, if you bet the Chiefs season win total under 12.5, you oh, thought at dead. one point – Oh, this is going to be a winner. No doubt about it. Now you're starting to sweat. Yeah, I, I would be a little bit concerned. And we had Soren Petra on earlier on the Lombardi line today. And, you know, he was like, man, this could get into that Mahomes versus Herbert thing that we're going to watch for the next decade. And it'll be a pleasure to watch that for the next mm-hmm. 10 years. But after what happened in week three earlier this year, where we just anointed the Chargers and Brandon Staley's yeah. the new boy genius and all yeah. that, let's go for it. Yep. I wonder if there's a bit of payback here on Thursday night for the Chiefs and for Patrick Mahomes to say, no, 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 not so fast for a second-year kid. Yeah. I'm still the guy in this division. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you assessed that the right way. And that's really why the Chiefs, I believe, have been bet up from uh, three to three-and-a-half to four-point favorites in this game in L.A. on Thursday night. Division revenge spot, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, kind of a statement game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at it, the Chiefs are going to be favored to run the table here and get over that win total of 12-and-a-half, and you would have thought uh, in week seven after that loss to the Titans, that's a lock that the yeah. Chiefs go under 12-and-a-half. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> how quickly things can change in the NFL, right? Absolutely. And again, Chris Jones, we do have to keep an eye on him. Uh, his status now for Thursday night is up in the air. And again, that's he's been a huge part putting him inside from playing defensive end to defensive tackle for Steve Spagnuolo going forward. So we'll see if yeah. he can go on Thursday night. Okay, when we come back, Matt, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about uh, looking at the Cardinals and the Lions and the Seahawks and the Rams, but also Madison Square Garden. We want to get into Steph Curry possibly setting the record tonight. He's going to set the record tonight against the Knicks and look at the college basketball slate. Come on back. It's the edge right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college bowl season starts this Friday, and VSIN has got you covered with our all new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your very best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high value props, the VSIN College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you the edge you're looking for. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at VSIN.com/slash bowl guide. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. This is the edge right here on VSIN. And I said, kiddingly, Steph Curry, he's going to get two threes tonight to break Ray Allen's record. It's going to happen in the garden. I know there's jokes about the Mecca that JVT would make, certainly, if he was here today. Dave, kids just don't appreciate the the grand stage that is Madison Square Garden. You know what? I will say... Every time I've gone to the Garden, I get that vibe. Like, I am in basketball royalty. Uh-huh. I've watched Big East tournaments there before. So I do think it means a little bit something more tonight for Steve Kerr and company uh-huh. going to New York. I mean, right, it has to mean a little bit something more to do it on a stage like MSG. There's no question. We had Steve Kerr talking about this, uh, what the Mecca means mm. to uh, players throughout the league. Michael Jordan used to love to play on yes. the stage at the Garden. Uh, every great player does. LeBron still does, obviously. Steve Kerr talking about... Stephen Curry's pursuit of the all-time three-point record tonight. Quote, it's the Mecca. JVT's cringing right now at home while he's watching this. It's the Mecca. It's the best atmosphere in the league. It's going to be electric. I can't wait. Every player loves New York. Every player in the league loves playing in the garden. It's just a special venue, so hopefully he can get it done. Uh, Dave, put a prop up. Does he get it done in the first quarter? Absolutely. Uh, you would think so. Right? you got to think so. And, and the way you look at it is you know the pomp and circumstance. Everybody, Spike Lee is going to be court to all the big stars going to come out tonight in New York City to watch this, right? It's gonna, it's, this is not going to feel like a normal game. Right. For, and Steph knows that. And, and you know he's a showman, right? I think he gets done early in the first and then they stop the game. Everybody comes <laughs> out, right? Everybody's pe- and then they go about the business of, of kicking the Knicks butts the rest of the way. But I do think he wants to get it done early so there's no suspense. It doesn't drag on in the second quarter. To me, it's a lock that he gets this done in the first quarter. A lock. A lock. That's a strong word that we don't like to use in this business. <laughs> but I'd say it's a very strong possibility that he gets it in the uh, first quarter. I was looking for a prop on that. Um, somebody's got to have up a prop on Will Stephen Curry. He needs two to break the record. And minus so one ten breaking the record, not just tying the record. Correct, minus one ten to get that done in the first okay. quarter. So basically, right around even money there. But yeah, I do think there's a very strong likelihood that Steph's going to take what five threes if he has to in the first quarter. 
I, I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. he's going to get the volume yeah. up. Because by I don't the way, think... the Knicks are not good at defending the three-point no. line. They leave a lot of, they leave way too many open uh, looks from three. So I think that Curry should get at least five opportunities on uh, looks from three tonight. So yeah, lay the one ten, Dave Ross. Lay the one ten. I'm with Matt on that. I think he gets it done in the first quarter. I'd probably lay the five in the game too. I, I, I think the, uh, the the new Knicks are kind of a wounded team yeah. right now, and it uh, looks like. Uh, the momentum should be with the uh, the Warriors in this one tonight. You know, Wes Reynolds and I, uh, Wes had a great point about this earlier on the Lombardi line where he said, that, look, there was some trouble for Golden State getting into New York with some flight issues. And Wes's point, and I think it's a salient one, is a lot of people think that affects the team right away. I don't know that it affects Golden State in the first half. Maybe in the second half, those patterns get upset a little bit. Right. So Wes really likes the Warriors in the first half here. I was seeing two and a half uh, at BetMGM earlier today. So I think that might be the wiser play, again, because you think Steph's going to try to get this done early, maybe more of his, an emphasis for Golden State to get out and run, get this thing over with, get the show behind him. So the first half play might even be a, a better play there, according to Wes, and I kind of like that logic Okay, there. keep an eye on that tonight. A lot of times, if I feel that way, I'll, I'll split the unit half on the first half, half on the game, or something like that. If you just want to bet the first half, you can play it that way. Go to uh, me, JVT, on Twitter or vcin.com slash JVT. He's got the NBA betting market report up today with the best bet. And he breaks down uh, tonight's Warriors-Knicks game in there, obviously. And how many times do you think he cringed when we said Mecca? I don't know if he's watching. He might be asleep or babysitting. <laughs> but uh, he and I uh, joke around about the Mecca a lot. He just, not, just doesn't appreciate the history of the wow. association. Wow. All those Billy he was born in the early 90s. Yeah, no, he's, he's, I, we're, I'm, uh, well, at least I'm older, that's for sure. All right, let's talk about some college basketball yeah. here, Matt, tonight. And uh, Alabama at Memphis is a very intriguing game because I think when you look at the number, uh, three, three and a half is what we've seen here. You go, oh, boy, what, what am I missing? This should be Alabama against unranked Memphis. But then you realize the talent that Penny Hardaway has, and they have not lived up to that talent sure. so far in this year. Is this potentially a trap game for Alabama? It could be because if you watched Houston, Alabama over the weekend, that was a high-intensity, fast-paced game. Alabama came away with a one-point win in Tuscaloosa. That was one of the best games I've seen in the first month or so of the season. And I think uh, the tide might crash a little bit off that performance against Houston. And, uh, oh, by the way, JVT says he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. I think it's a trickier spot than it looks like. It, it, a lot of betters are going to say, wow, this is going to be easy to lay the points with the Tide 3. Are you kidding me? Against a Memphis team that's been underachieving. But it's still a Memphis team with a ton of talent. I think it's a tricky spot for Alabama coming off that Houston game over the weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to see that. But I man, did not. That was, a, that was a great fast-paced game that came down to the wire. Alabama one by one, basically at the buzzer. And uh, you go on the road, and all of a sudden you got to lay a number. And I think the average better might look at it and say, well, that should be an easy uh, number for Alabama to handle. Uh, not so fast, man. It's tough to win on the road in college hoops. You see it all the time. The last two teams ranked number one, Dave. Duke played a true road game at Ohio State. Couldn't close. Lost. Purdue, true road game at Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. unconscious. Unbelievable. threes from all over the court. And uh, <laughs> Purdue falls by two at the buzzer in that game. It's not easy to win these true road games in college basketball, so I'd be careful about laying the points with Bama. I passed on that game. I've really got to see more of a, a buy sign from Memphis before I jump on that uh, side. But right now, Bama down to a three-and-a-half point, three, three-and-a-half point favorite at most spots. And at some point, you got to think Penny Hardaway is going to 
Right. Uh, Riley, the, this talent he's got, and figured it out. But Memphis has lost four in a row mm. and uh, off a two-point loss to Murray State. So it's been a disappointing start. Memphis five and four going into tonight's game. Any opinion on the total here? Because I'm, I'm looking at like a high-energy game. Like we're expecting Memphis to be able to. And we know Alabama wants to go, right? Their, their last four games, they, they've played to the, the over uh, four times in a row. Memphis has played to the over five out of the last seven. Do you expect that offensive intensity to be there tonight? I do. Uh, I'm not a big totals player, and okay. I, I don't like to play over high totals around 155. That is but, a high total. But I would expect a fast-paced game. Actually, uh, that Alabama-Houston game was a really fast-paced game. Those teams were getting up and down the court and getting shots up, and that was 83-82 final. Hmm. Uh, but Bama's gone over the total in uh, three consecutive games. All right, we'll see how that one plays out tonight, but it should be a really good one. Let's talk about Arizona State against Creighton. And when you think Arizona State – I think what sticks out is they lost a game this year by scoring 29 points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing I, I think of, Matt, when I think of ASU now. So now they're getting seven at Creighton. And we know that uh, normally Dougie McDermott's teams are pretty good uh, at home, certainly against non-cons here. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this number of seven? I think seven's a fair number if you like the home favorite. I, it's hard for me to uh, buy – Anything on this Arizona State team right now? I think Bobby Hurley's really struggling. Uh, they did Arizona State did have back-to-back wins over Oregon and Grand Canyon, but what's that really say? Right, doesn't say a whole lot. That Oregon Ducks team has uh, really struggled big time early in the season, uh, and and Creighton got a pretty good win. It was not a home win. It was a game in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A neutral court win over BYU. But I, if you watched that game, I thought it was really impressive performance by the Blue Jays. Doug McDermott's team. Uh, shot at a high level and actually defended pretty well against a, B, a pretty good BYU offense. So uh, I like Creighton a little bit in this spot just because Arizona State's been so inconsistent. You talked about that 29-point performance and that loss to Washington How does that State. Happen? How do you explain that? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you do. But um, that's why I, Arizona State's a stay-away team for me at this point, so it's Creighton or a pass. I do want to – I mentioned the – I think most surprising and most disappointing teams in college basketball to this point, Dave, I think Arizona State's disappointing, but we really didn't have high expectations. Right. The most disappointing team, I think, number one, is Oregon. I think I had Oregon power-rated the top 15, maybe right around the number 10 spot going into the season. Is that just because Duarte's gone? Like they've just dropped off in that NCAA tournament run from a year ago? Duarte's gone, I and mean, that makes a difference, but Dana Altman has the talent there. Right. And uh, Oregon was predicted second in the Pac-12. Uh, so I really can't figure out, Dana Altman typically does not have these types of problems. Um, obviously, his better months are February and March. That's usually sure. when he gets the Ducks hearing. It looks like that might not even happen for this Oregon team. <laughs> it's been pretty depressing the first two months. Oregon's the most disappointing. We just talked about Memphis. That's near the top of the list. And how about Michigan? Wow. Michigan lost at home over the weekend to a Minnesota team. They have one player coming back from last season. Totally rebuilt team by the Gophers under Ben Johnson. How do you go to Ann Arbor and beat uh, Michigan as a double-digit favorite in that game? So I think those are the three most disappointing teams. To me, the most surprising teams, Arizona, another Pac-12. that Right now, looks like the best team in the Pac-12. And Dave, I just bought over the weekend. I, sh- I should have pulled the trigger a week or two before because I-, I could see the potential in this team. But I just bought into Arizona at 30-1 to on the Futures board. But uh, that that. Could be a top five team very soon. What's going on with my orange? Syracuse. We've got all these Bayheims and we can't seem to beat Georgetown. 
that's the story for another day. When we come back, Frank M M Murphy rather is going to join us right here on the edge. I love Brett. I just don't say his name correctly all the time. We're going to get his best bowl bets right here on the edge. It is Vsin, the sports betting. This is the Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our extensive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every single game. Sign up today. You also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every single bowl game for only $39 at slash subscribe. This is the edge right here. Here on Vista and Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. And Matt, I don't know if you and JVT have favorite guests. Like, do you say, like, well, this is my favorite guest? Yeah, certainly. Uh, there are some people we like to bring on more than others. Uh, we appreciate all the guests, but I mean, this guy, this next guest has a million-dollar mustache. How can you not appreciate Brett McMurphy? Brett's got one of the best mustaches in the business, no doubt about it. Of course, he's a college football inside with Action Network. Brett, great to have you back in the program, my friend. Uh, you know that I'm going to ask you right off the bat, about the fight in Harbaugh's getting seven and a half against Georgia. Brett, what am I missing here? Because these are the same two teams, right? They're like the doppelganger of one another. Play defense, limited offense at best. Seven and a half feels like too many to me, my friend. Yeah, it does. I hate to break it to you. Also, my mustache is Velcro. I take it off every night. <laughs> I can, but I appreciate the kind words. And it's funny, uh, a good buddy of mine uh, will be going to that game in Miami in the Orange Bowl and is a huge, huge Michigan backer. And uh, he told me he's not only putting one farm, but both of his farms on Michigan, on actually on the money line. Wow. And, I, you know, it's weird that the line is this big. It's almost like they're telling you to take Michigan when you know it looks that good, it smells that good, it usually isn't that good. And especially the way most people are with recency bias. We saw Georgia show that proved that they're human. They got dismantled by Alabama. We saw how impressive Michigan was. So you're like, why in the world is Michigan getting over a touchdown? Um, I would agree. I would. I don't really love this game. I, you know, I would rather take over a touchdown with Michigan in this game because I think Georgia, one thing that really jumped out to me against Alabama was, you know, when they trailed in the first three minutes of the second quarter, that was the latest that they had trailed in a game this season. Um, and so they haven't had to play from behind. And, oh, by the way, I don't think their style of play is conducive to actually being a good come-from-behind team. Mm -hmm. This looks like a complete Michigan um, program. But, you know, I do think the SEC it, overall is stronger than the Big Ten. The SEC usually dominates the Big Ten in these bowl games. I know this is a playoff game. Is this different? But maybe this is the year, finally, that Harbaugh breaks through not only wins the Big Ten, but can win a playoff game and get get to the uh, get to the final. So I don't, Dave. I really don't love this, but if if you made me pick a side, I would have to take more than a touchdown with the Wolverines, just because I'm still not sold on Jackson Bennett. And uh, I think you look at Georgia's schedule as a pre, as a impressive as they've been. They really haven't faced a killer lineup of programs. Michigan's played a tougher schedule, no doubt. 
Um, but it's still, I just, <laughs> I guess this, if this line was under a touchdown, maybe I'd like Michigan more, but the fact it's over a touchdown, <laughs> it's almost like a sucker play in some way. Yeah, I, I definitely read into betting lines like that as well. Follow him on Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy, college football insider. Uh, and if you like the Michigan side, which I do too, I'm not crazy about it, but I like Michigan. You can get eight at Circa or eight and a half at DraftKings right now. The money line is about plus 255. Brett, when you handicap the bowl season, I know you look at these from a betting perspective as well. I think it's more of a situational handicapping deal than analyzing statistics and trends and things like that. We have uh, a crazy number of high-profile coaching changes, players opting out for the NFL draft, COVID issues, all sorts of things. Uh, what do you emphasize the most uh, when you look at these coaching changes? Which ones do you like the most? Which ones do you uh, hate? Which ones do you love? Which ones do you hate? Which one? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, and it's it's easy to say it, it's harder to, to basically nail it down, and it's motivation. Who wants to be there? Who doesn't want to be there? Uh, that's the thing. You know, you mentioned, you know, you've got a lot of coaching changes. You've got some coaches that are sticking around, some coordinators that are sticking around, some that are not. Oklahoma State defense coordinator uh, Jim Knowles is not going to be there for the for the Fiesta Bowl. You've got a Notre Dame team that has played a very weak schedule, and they lose their head coach. But you know what? Guess what? They may be mo- more motivated with Marcus Freeman being on board and sticking around as, as defensive coordinator. Uh, you've got, you know, out, Auburn's playing Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. Auburn has five or six players that are in the transfer portal, including Bo Nix. They fired their offensive coordinator. Um, you've got a Houston team getting a field goal that would seem to be motivated to play up against a power five opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Memphis and Hawaii on the island. Hawaii's quarter, starting quarterback is transferred. There's reports out of Hawaii that several players are upset with Todd Graham, you know, is, are the rainbow warriors team turmoil? You know, do you take Memphis and lay the six? I would probably side on that. Uh, Marshall and Louisiana playing in new Orleans, Billy Napier's gone. The defensive coordinator has gone to Florida. Uh, you know, this, I think, I think Louisiana was very fortunate this year. And I think getting, you know, almost a touchdown with Marshall, would be a good play. I just, you know, the thing is, Matt, it's 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 so tough because this stuff can happen literally five minutes before kickoff mm-hmm. where we find out COVID or, or different things. So it's really hard. Uh, one, one, you know, I think a lot of smart people, probably you guys were on this too, maybe have been UTEP getting nearly two touchdowns against Fresno State because Fresno loses their coach. Uh, they lose their offense coordinator, and you think they're without – um, Jay Kaner, and then he does a does a 180 and says, "Wait, I'm not going to transfer yeah. to Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay at Fresno." But now we don't even know if he's going to play. If he'll be allowed to play this week, I in the program last week they said it hasn't been determined if the team will let him back to play in this bowl game. So there's just so much uncertainty where you really can't lock something in ahead of time because you may have a a big personnel or coaching change literally days before the game that screws your position. 
All right, I've got a couple minutes left here with Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. And, Brett, let's stay on that theme here of coaches and, and changes, certainly. Luke Fickle was a name that was supposed to go to every job, right? SC, Oklahoma, you name it, he was up for it. Didn't get any of them. Not sure if he was actively looking or not. Now he's staying with the Bearcats. We know that. And they're getting about 13 and a half here against Alabama. Do you, do you think this is a, a spot for Luke now to say to his team, look, guys, I didn't go anywhere. I'm right here. Let's go show the big, bad SEC that us non-Power Fives can play in the biggest stage. Yeah, certainly, Dave. I mean, they're, they're going to, as far as motivation, Cincinnati will have a huge, huge advantage. And the reason why Luke Fickle didn't get any of these get any of these openings is because he told anybody that came sniffing around he would not talk to anybody until the season's over. Well, nobody was so anywhere or at least December 31st to make a coaching change. So if Cincinnati would have lost to Houston and they would not have made the playoff, maybe Fickle would have ended up somewhere else. We'll never know that. But it's not that he wasn't wanted. It's just that nobody would wait that long to talk to him. This is going to be a, you know, Saban talking about his rat poison. He said the rat poison was yummy against Georgia because everybody doubted him. That's not the case against Cincinnati. They're two touchdown favorites, or it's it's dipped under 14, I guess, in the past few days. But Cincinnati's coming in here. Nobody's giving them a chance. And for Alabama, the motivation is going to be tough because you're coming off this huge, huge win against Georgia. You know, Bryce Bryson Young just won the um, Bryce Young just won the Heisman Trophy. Um, you've got all of that to 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 deal with, and then. The, look, they're not looking at since they're looking at are we going to play? Are we going to have a rematch with Georgia? Or are we going to get Michigan? That's what they're looking at. So, look, I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to win this game. I think Alabama's the more talented team, vastly more talented. But look, if Al- Alabama's had you know two really really A plus games this year, and I think that was against Ole Miss, and I think that's against Georgia. And after that, they've had some real. I don't want to say clunkers, but games that they could have, should have lost, Florida, Auburn. And if they put forth one of those efforts, maybe Cincinnati can pull pull, pull off the upset. But certainly if they don't have an A-plus effort, I can see Cincinnati sticking around and keeping this within the number. But again, kind of talking about what we referenced with Georgia and Michigan. The, the number's 13, 13 and a half, 14 for a reason. Um, if George, if Alabama plays their A game, Cincinnati plays their A game, I think Alabama wins by three touchdowns. Mm. I just don't know if Alabama can play their A game two consecutive games with the cha- knowing the next game is the championship. I think it'll be similar to – we'll see what happens. I think it'll be similar to the, the Alabama-Notre Dame playoff game last year. Got to wrap it up. Thanks, Brett. Always appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter as we do at Brett underscore McMurphy. He is simply the best. When we come back, our best bets. We'll give them out when you come back on the edge right here in Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or weak equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. As for the convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over one thousand locations nationwide meaning it's never been easier to find your zin so head over to zin.com slash find to locate a store near you that's zin.com slash find warning this kind this product does contain nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical back here alongside matt humans i am dave ross this is the edge here on visa and it's time to give out the best bets of the day we start off with jonathan von tobel who will be back next week but so far he does like an nba play tonight and i think he likes those warriors matt he does so go to vcin.com slash jvt get his nba betting market reports and uh this was up early in the morning and i have to remind uh people of that because you don't want to look like you're cheating on the number, but he puts <laughs> these plays up early in the morning. And uh, at that point, the Warriors were three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Knicks. Now it's five. You can still find a four-and-a-half out there, bet MGM, maybe another spot. But JVT was ahead of the market move on this one, Warriors minus three-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, he, he talked about it. Knicks are one-and-six straight up, two-and-five against the spread in their past seven with a minus-eight net rating. 
and a defense giving up 117.9 points Oof. per 100 possessions. Obi Toppin and uh, R.J. Barrett are in COVID protocol, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, leaving this team uh, shorthanded tonight. The Warriors three and three, straight up two and four ATS in the past six. But it's the uh, the league's eighth best shooting team that can take advantage of a perimeter defense that ranks 20th in opponent. Uh, 20th in opponent shooting and 29th in frequency of wide open looks allowed from three. We talk about that a lot, how the Knicks allow a lot of wide open looks from three. It's not going to play against the uh, Warriors tonight. Stephen Curry steps on the grandest stage of them all. The Mecca. Mecca magic today. The Mecca, baby. Just for you, JVT. By the way, I'm Warriors with JVT. The Knicks. Huh? I'm taking them as well for the game, and I'm also taking the first half, as, as discussed with Wes Reynolds earlier today. So I'm going to be on them on both sides on the first half and for the game for the Warriors. So okay. we'll see how we do tonight. Okay, in the NFL, JVT also likes, we've seen a significant line move here. It opened up with the Patriots uh, laying two and a half in the road. Now it's swung all the way to the Colts minus two, but that does not shy away JVT from backing for the shoe this Sunday. Uh, let's see here. That number right now, he has a two or two and a half. A lot of books moved to two and a half, but you can still lay a two with the Colts, and he's on that. I played this a little bit differently. I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but this is the most pro-Patriots show on uh, v Dave. <laughs> Since uh, August, we've talked about – I've got the Patriots a 35-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Got them to win the AFC, to win the division, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, to whoa, go whoa. over the run total of uh, eight and a half and nine. What's that? You had them to win the AFC? Yeah. Oh, that is probably to win the Super Bowl, too. I and did Brady, not no, see Brady that Cannon's coming. also got uh, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Or, excuse me, to win the AFC. But I had that in the VSIM Pro Football Betting Guide. Patriots are 35 to 1. I think wow. some people might have laughed at that at the time. But um, this Patriots team, I had high hopes for them. And I thought Mac Jones, a quarterback, was going to be a big difference maker. Cam Newton just. Can't get it done at this point. No, I'm right there with you. I will say this. That, that is a surprise to me. I know that, look, I'm kind of a homer for the Buffalo Bills in the AFC a little bit, and I thought they were the logical choice. I didn't know you were a Bills homer. I knew you were a Cowboys homer. I, I didn't definitely, know a Bills that's, homer. That's my okay. number one. And then the AFC team, because I always thought you could switch allegiances for per conference. So I was a Bills guy in the AFC. They've really been the biggest disappointment Boy, the, to me by Bills, far. Those Bills-Cowboys Super Bowls must have torn you in half. I felt bad for my dad because we just – Beat the crap out of those guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I get that, and that is a really smart play now, certainly because mm-hmm. if the if the Pats win this game, you got to think that they are the odds-on favorites to, to be the number one seed in the AFC going forward. Um, well, they still got to play the Bills in uh, Foxborough, and they got to finish up Miami. Yeah. So I don't know about odds-on favorites, but probably favorites to win the uh, to get the top seed in the AFC. Uh, but also, I thought Bill Belichick's defense was going to get back to being more dominant uh, this year. And, you know, you had a running attack, a powerful offensive line, everything you need around a rookie quarterback, yeah. essentially. So, and I'm a, I'm a big Mac Jones believer. Well, D- uh, Dave, your Bills did me dirty on uh, Yeah, Saturday. that's such a bad beat. I'm sorry. Plus that three is and a-, a half to lose by six in overtime when the Bills have the ball first. Yeah. I mean, come on. Anyway, <laughs> I'm over it by now. Uh, I got the Rams winner last night, so we move on to next week at 27-21 and 21 on the NFL on this show. Uh, we go next to uh, uh, plays for this week. I'm playing the Patriots. JVT's laying a two with the Colts. I'm going to play the Patriots on a teaser here, plus eight and a half. Uh, I, I think they're going to have a great shot to win this game, but it should at least go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Can you give me more, th- more than eight? I can't pass that up with the Pats, a team on a seven-game win streak right now. And the Colts have found ways to lose a lot of close games, unfortunately. And they're three and four at home. Colts have not been that good on their home field. I'm also going to play the Browns 
And uh, I put sent this in this morning, and obviously that was before COVID right. the uh, Cleveland Browns. So I would change this teaser at this point, but I already put it in, so I'll have to stick with it here as a play. The Browns pick, Patriots plus eight and a half. It's basically a situation where you want to fade the Raiders. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's a smart play, and even though, as you mentioned, we couldn't foresee what was going to happen with the COVID situation with the Browns, and that line move has been significant. Now the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Raiders. I still think that Kevin Stefanski has got to figure out a way to win that game, so it's a safer play still with the tees. Yeah. Not the best value, of course, because of the COVID. The you don't want to tease three-point favorites down. No, absolutely <laughs> not. But I, I still think you're probably in a good position to at least win that you game. Get more, you know what? You get more value on a money line parlay now if you play it that way, I guess, if you, if you put the Browns on money line parlay. Partly, right. If you still think they're going to win the game like you're right. inferring. I, I okay. think that's probably still the way to go. Uh, let's talk about some of your other well, plays that you have. Yeah, I just got one more here for okay. the NFL before we move on. I got the Steelers plus two over the Titans. I'm playing the home dog. Uh, Steelers in this spot. They're 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's amazing. He's kind of doing it. I, I use this term a lot, but I think it's true. He's doing it with smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. But I do think the Pittsburgh offense has a little bit of an edge, and you're not going to say that too often. But the Tennessee offense last week, only 263 total yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Yeah, I, I love that pick. I'm actually on them, and I'll, we'll give out some of my plays a little bit later on, but I'm on the Steelers as well. I think that's a, the, the shrewd move to be. And, again, I'm with you on the Tomlin thing. For some reason, he just figures out a way, and I think he'll get, figure out a way this Sunday. I am very intrigued by your college football plays. So, Matt, without further ado, if we can go ahead and put those up there on the screen. You've got a bunch of them that you like. I, I love, obviously, Michigan uh, getting the eight. And I think the Sparty play there, minus one and a half, with all the concerns around Pittsburgh, feels like the right side to be on, too. Yeah, I've talked about the first three a lot, so I'll just talk about the second three. Western Michigan pick, Oklahoma minus three and a half, Notre Dame minus two. Those were the first three plays I put up. The next three for this week, Memphis minus seven against Hawaii. And Brett McMurphy, our previous guest, the man with the million-dollar mustache, <laughs> uh, he talked about it. It's, it's an ugly situation with the Hawaii football program right now. A lot of players want Todd Graham, the coach, out. Uh, if you looked at the last game of the season, you'd say, hey, these guys are playing hard for Todd Graham. They beat Wyoming on the road 38-14 to wow. as double-digit dogs in Laramie. That's what the Rainbow Warriors did. Well, Siobhan Cordero was a one-man wrecking crew in that game. The quarterback, he had uh, 323 yards passing, 86 yards rushing, totaled four touchdowns. Guess what, Dave? He put his name in a transfer. He's a homegrown wow. Honolulu kid from St. Louis High School. He put his name in a transfer portal, and he's headed to San Jose State. So, <laughs> Also, your top running back, D.D. Walker, or D.D. Hunter, sorry, has um, entered the transfer portal. He's gone. You got two of your top three rushers out. Braden Shager, the backup quarterback, two TDs, five picks this season. Bad situation for Hawaii here. So. I've been on Hawaii four times as a home dog this season, 4-0 ATS in that role. I'm going to play against them here. I think things have turned for the worse against Todd Graham. Michigan State minus one and a half against Pitt. And it uh, has a lot to do with uh, Kenny Pickett probably sitting this one out for the Panthers. Now, I certainly hope Kenneth Walker, the running back for Michigan State, decides to play. Right. Certainly helps that bet. And then Michigan plus eight and a half against Georgia. I've been of the opinion this Georgia team's been overhyped uh, by the media and the quarterback position. You can't play catch up. When you fall behind with Stetson Bennett. One more to talk about in college hoops mm -hmm. uh, for tonight. I played Texas A&M Corpus Christi plus 16 and a half against Minnesota. Um, Texas A&M, the Islanders have won uh, eight straight since a 21-point loss at Texas A&M. 
But that was a four-point game at the half. I don't think Minnesota has much of a size advantage here inside. The Gophers are off that big win at uh, Michigan over the weekend. Now they step into a non-conference spot at home. That's uh, going to be a little bit of a flat spot. Dave, I don't want to hog all the airtime. No. I'll talk about this more, but I know you've got three NFL plays to get to. Well, I'm backing you on the Steelers. Okay. I, I love the Steelers getting the two, as we mentioned, with Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing season. I think that that trend will continue, and I think that we'll get the outright win against the Titans. Um, with JVT on this one, I like the Colts. I think this is one of the better teams, maybe that the record doesn't reflect mm-hmm. it here. So I'm going to take them against the Patriots this week. Uh, and look, Urban Meyer. There's just no way I can back Herb right now in any scenario. <laughs> so give me the Texans plus the three and a half. And I got to be honest with you, Matt. I don't think you're going to need them. I think they're going to win this game outright as well. And that ship has sunk down there in Duval. So right now, there's no way I can put any money on Urban Meyer. Matt, a lot of fun today. Oh, let's do it again tomorrow. Dave, come back tomorrow. Okay, I get one more day. I get a reprieve. Uh, thanks for watching The Edge right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.